gas hit her. Girl, I'm steady pimping on this Ivy. It's forever, baby, as long as I bleed. It's just forever, you know where to find me. And even day turn to me lightly. Uh, uh, I need a pull to a big body. Uh, Boys, girl, you need big Kali. And you wet like Susanna. She got kitty like Tsunami. Uh, I need a pull to a big body. Uh, uh, Boys, girl, you need big Kali. And you wet like Susanna. She got kitty like Tsunami. What's up, guys? Welcome to your favorite podcast, The Halt, with your boy Thick Teddy, which is me and Ant. How you doing today, man? Good. Today is Wednesday, and the market's pretty ugly, um, like real ugly. But I know me and Big you. Red candle. Yeah, I know me and you have been doing decent. Um, playing a lot of puts, which is essentially the only thing to do at the moment. Um. I know you said we were talking about AMTX. AMTX had a really nice pre-market, and I was so close yesterday to to hopping in because I have like a huge watch list, and I just scroll through it all the time, like after hours, just to see what looks good. And that was like one of the only things in the entire market that had a decent day. And apparently, well, it was because they had that crazy news today about that. What was it? A one billion dollar deal with American Airlines? Uh, yep. So people knew. Like people knew, and they were loading that shit yesterday. But insider motherfuckers, right there. Yeah, but other than that, it's just been puts, puts, and more puts. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I was watching AMTX today to maybe take like a, a long swing on it, but market just didn't give anything today. Like swings, it's just not worth adding right now. But I know that I'm gonna want to swing AMTX here soon because now they got the two billion full in deals. And I think their market cap is still pretty low. It's like in the couple hundred millions, um, yeah. maybe five or six hundred million. So I think they got some some room to move here end of year into next year. But uh, and then I've also just been playing AMC puts uh, pretty hardcore because they had that daily breakdown on mm-hmm. the um, the pennant. I think. And I just wanted to catch as much of it as I could. And I'm kind of a guy I sell for like 10% gains. So it was nothing like I didn't like take anything crazy. I didn't swing anything, um, but I made quite a bit of money on that last few days. I did that small account too. I saw Um, that's that's going well. Yeah. It's like gotten, I think 3% a day, which is not bad. Um, You mean you're not a millionaire yet? Yeah. Fuck dude. I'm only at 640 bucks with that shit, but (laughs) people don't understand. I guess, I guess I didn't turn it into eight million overnight like i should have according to some people people yeah people don't understand like i've seen i've seen you tweet about how you're doing it the right way and like this that's how you actually do it like Mm -hmm. three percent days you're not gonna triple your money on your first trade yeah there's no way to consistently just keep like doubling your money every day for especially on a cash account like it's actually yeah almost impossible because you have to wait for your funds to settle exactly man people don't i mean we can one, talk. one to three percent a day is what you should be aiming for i can i can talk yeah we can literally talk for so long about that i get so mad when people like yep. push these massive daily gains at people it's just not realistic for beginners and it makes them overreach and then they end up getting burned back i can't even imagine all the people that have given up this week because so this is something i want to talk about every day for like the past two weeks has been a crazy bull trap pre-market into open first like 10 15 minutes open and i it's the same exact thing that's happening every day and i know like newer traders aren't going to be able to pick that up so they see oh crazy pre-market and crazy crazy momentum into open like look at everything today look at everything the last two weeks they're trapping everybody right at open you know how many people blew their accounts up 
Like it's just taking calls, taking calls, listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. It's, I mean, the market's been crazy for three weeks. Yeah. So if you can play both sides, you should be able to make good money. But it's the people who are permables that are getting there, you know, fucking slashed. Yeah. What do you think about this whole new like COVID variant that's coming out? That's I know it's another kind of it's a Delta 2.0, and I know that we had the first American case real recently our first case in america you actually got it in your email which was really funny yeah i I went into my email and there was a breaking news on the top like why is that in my email (laughs) was it from joe biden joe byron (laughs) (laughs) this is joe biden and i want to give you this email Uh, letting you know that we had the first omicron i don't even know how to say it very well but dude do you think it's going to affect the market i mean we're seeing it affect the market yeah we're definitely seeing it affect the market this week for sure um, I, it's just, it's such a weird thing because I, we don't know enough about it, but I just think I see people saying like, oh, this is just another variant. Why is the market reacting the way it is? Well, we've said it a thousand times on here. The market doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is just, this is what happens and you can't like, you got to be taking everything day to day in the market. Yeah. Like, do I have any swings right now? No. I mean, I'm, I have one swing that I scalp around and then I've been scalping options because it's just not worth it at the moment. But do I think that it's going to affect the market? Well, I mean, it already is affecting the market pretty, I mean, pretty big. And whether people like that or not, or whether they're trying to make sense of it or not, you just got to go with what you're given. I mean, this is how it is. This is how it was with COVID. This is how it was with the other variant. This is just how it is. I mean, so yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's going to affect the market. I agree, man. I think, um, like you said, we're already seeing it the last few days. If it'll have a bigger effect on the market, I'm not sure. It kind of depends what what comes out of it. I know that the WHO came out and said that there's it's less serious. There, like, I guess like it's preliminary data says that. I don't even what do, how do, what is it called a Omicron Omicron. I just call it Megatron because like it sounds like a transformer. <laughs> Megatron, um, Optimus Prime. I think it's Om- um, Omicron. Um, oh, I don't know. Let me look in my email. It'll tell me. Yeah, dude, just pull up your Gmail real oh, quick, no, dude. It's, there's no N. Omicron. 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 All right. So the WHO said that Omicron is less serious so far due to preliminary results. But like something could come out next week that says like people who have it for more than a week get like liver failure. Some crazy shit could come out and the market could tank. So, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a day-to-day thing. You got to just know what the news is and know what what they're gonna you know do based on the news which you can't predict it but you can ride the waves you can know if if something comes out that says like um omicron can be treated by the moderna vaccine then moderna is gonna fly up or if it says it can't be moderna is gonna tank that kind of shit that's all you need to really know on it if you're trading it based on the market but yeah i have no idea if it's gonna you know come out with negative news positive news whatever it is it's just it's a guessing game at that point i'm not in it to guess i'm in it to react and try to you know trade the best i can based on what happens i saw people getting pissed off too at like the ceo of like i forget who it was pfizer moderna people were getting pissed off because it it tanked the market when they came out and said that the vac the current vaccine or whatever they don't think it's potent against the new strain well obviously they're going to say that so they can make how many more millions and millions of dollars yeah like i mean what that's just obvious that's how a company works man like you think they marketing you think they're yeah you think they're trustworthy you think they're truthful they're doing whatever's gonna do they're doing whatever they need to do to make more money i mean who they don't care they don't care if it tanks the market 
Yeah, they don't. They don't give a fuck like, if it tanks the market. All they care about is, yeah, that revenue number being larger next year than it is this year. But exactly. Um, I hope. I mean, hopefully, people like this new overlay, dude. We got this new overlay. Oh yeah, um, I forgot. Dope ass little little moon, a guy on the moon. Dope ass colorful Earth and shit. Oh. Yeah, no. It's pretty sick, man. We got a thanks to uh, Traderverse. Give a big shout out to them for for providing that for us. Um, make sure to give us a like, a subscribe, um, follow us on Twitter. You're Montana Trades. I'm Thick Teddy. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's been a good. I think the first episode was really good. This is going to be another good episode. So I hope everyone enjoys it. But yeah, just don't forget to uh, drop a comment if you like the new overlay, that kind of thing. I know we wanted to to touch on um, paid rooms, man. We've kind of been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'm going to let you go first on this one, and then I'll, I'll get my feelings out. This is kind of going to be like a little therapy session for us. You get to go first. We'll just, we'll just chat up about it. So paid rooms, that's like the hot talk on Twitter where everybody feels the, feels the necessity to go on Twitter and just backpack off what everyone else is saying and calling people out left and right for having a paid room, paid this, paid that. Like, it's just, it's the whole cancel culture bullshit. Like, who are you to say that somebody's room that's paid is worth it or not, unless you've been in there? Me and you charge $9 a month. You know why we yeah. charge $9? You know why we charge anything? Because it it weeds people out that are just there. Like, me and you created rooms to actually put education out and teach people. Because I know for myself, personally, I didn't have a mentor. And it was Im- almost impossible to figure out on my own. So if I just created a free room, everybody would join expecting um, plays, handouts. And that's not the purpose. The purpose is, okay, you put nine a $9 charge on it. You get the people that want to learn because you advertise it as what it is education people want to learn i do live streams every single day i do live streams every single weekend i am on all day every day answering questions throwing educational material material out doing lessons every week so who are you guys to say oh i mean this is why would you pay anybody I understand with anything in life, there's good and there's bad. There's rooms that are fucking ridiculously expensive that probably aren't worth it. And there's rooms that are very affordable. And actually, the whole point is to be a mentor and help people. That's the purpose. There's good ones. There's good. There's bad. I see so many people every single day, people I never thought would go on Twitter and start talking shit about oh, you shouldn't pay for this. This is not like, who are you to say that? Mm-hmm. Don't. Okay. <laughs> you don't think it's worth it. Don't pay it. SD, SD, Ryan Rosbiani, Shinobi, Ace, all these other, these dudes that are actually helping bull shark. Uh, who else? Shark. Yep. It, I mean, come on now. I've been in those rooms. Like they're, they're worth the money. What's yeah, SD charge? People. $9, $10. Yeah, exactly. They're good dudes. It's just, it's so ridiculous. And like, I don't care who I offend you. I mean, it is what it is. Like you have no business talking shit on somebody for what they're doing. I, yeah. It's $9. Yeah. That's a happy yeah, but- meal in California. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, bro. The, the thing is, man, is people don't understand that like a transaction is between the fucking customer and the person providing it. And if you want to get in between that and try to, you know, like say some bullshit as and it's not working, talk to the customer who's like pulling up the supply. Like he's 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 wanting what we're giving and we're giving good products or else people wouldn't come back. Um, we would lose all of our fucking subscribers if we gave out shitty comment or shitty, you know, stuff. But we give out good stuff, good education, good, you know, alerts, all that kind of shit. People come back. We've even grown. Me and you have both grown. I know SD has grown. Like everyone is growing because we give out good stuff. The people who, you know, charge like buco bucks every fucking month and people, you know, have to drain their bank accounts to pay for them every single month. That's a different story. I don't fuck with that kind of stuff. I don't like people who... Um, you know, like think they're worth more than they actually are. I think the nine bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever it is, even up to like, you know, like 40, 50 bucks a month. Sometimes those are worth it too. If it's giving you more one-on-one time with the mentor. Cause I mean, I know I got nearly 700 people in mind and I, I do get less one-on-one time with people as I used to when I had the few hundred, but um, I, I do a pretty good job and I bust my ass to make sure that I make a watch list every week. I get Ted talks out. Um, I answer all the questions I can in the trading chat. I give alerts during the day. I'm there to answer questions on the weekend. We kick the shit about, you know, like beers and all that kind of shit, whatever we want to do. We're friends. We're genuinely friends with everyone in there. I'm starting to actually gain some closer friends in there because people have been in there for longer. It's a community that is actually there to grow. Not like, you know, trader chat in Atlas where some people are fucking like ripping on other people. And, you know, it's just not a healthy environment we're creating healthy environments and we're giving you the uh i guess um education that you need and not in a not in like a large form like it's a small classroom it's like the difference between being a kid in a room with 20 students versus a kid in a room with 40 students you're going to learn way more if you're in the 20 20 student room and you get to you know ask questions do all that kind of stuff um with that said i definitely think that there's some some bullshit out there that you need to keep your eye out but just get to know the people that you're thinking about buying a paid room from before you pay or you pay them or buy the monthly or whatever it is, because there's going to be some, some snaky little con men out there. Find out if the people actually make good trades. And if you can trust them, find out if they're like realistic, do a month. And then if you think, wow, man, his entries and exits were a little funky. I didn't really catch many of those then realize, okay, he's probably, you know, padding his stats a little bit, doing a little Russell Westbrook action here and there. But, um, yeah, there, there's good and there's bad. Just like Ant said, just weed it out, man, and figure it out for yourself. Don't don't go on there bashing people because it's the cool fucking like valiant thing to do. Like act like I hate paid rooms, yeah, dude. You're gonna be the motherfucker making one in two months, dog. Like, it, dude, it's like it's like you are tweeting that shit for likes. Like you want yeah, likes exactly. on a Twitter post behind your animated profile picture. Like that does that is that really what matters to you? Exactly. Genuinely. Like you come in my room and you see what I'm doing every single day. I've done over 40 lessons that I've made my, myself. I put them out. Like, come, come look. It's not an alert service. You're going to see the growth people have made and you're not going to be able to say that shit anymore. That's what's going to happen. Those people are going to be like, what? Dude, there's actually people learning. I have like a reflection room in mine where people talk about like, like stuff that they've lost on, won on. There's so much growth happening from the beginning. People were like coming in and being like, I'm fucking mad I lost. And now people are being like, I lost because I didn't have the right volume profile on my day trade. That's so much growth, man. It's, I mean, I could sit here and talk for hours about it because it actually is very frustrating when you dedicate every single waking hour to what we're doing for $9 a month. Like sit, just sit back and think about it and say that out loud. And then if you want to come talk shit, go, go for it. But it's just, it's getting out of hand. Like 
fintwit in general is so is it's just the hive mindset like everybody just thinks the same talk shit it's just i mean honestly so better yeah i mean if it wasn't for like people that support me and people i talk to all the time there would be no reason for me to be on twitter it's just gotten that bad that i have no no desire to be on there so yeah i've decided i've thought about like bringing back my old style ted talks where it's like a bunch of tweets and a thread just because like i feel like twitter has just gotten so like different now like there's no like research on there it's all just like buy this it's gonna you know squeeze or buy this it's gonna like like this stock, we're going to get a whole bunch of people to get on. It's like a Wall Street bets mindset, which, I mean, you guys heard about it last episode. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not the best. But I just sometimes think research is the right way to go. But you, you know. and like you, I'm I'm probably going to miss people. But like you and, and Puff, Warren Puffett, like when you guys post shit, it's so in-depth and it's so thorough and it's actual yeah. information. Like there's not a lot of people doing that and – I wish there was more, man. That's the real kind of stuff we need. That's what they do at like when you, if you were to walk into a a brokerage or, you know, like an investment firm, that's what they're going to be doing is like doing real shit, not just like, dude, look at the short interest on this, like short squeeze type shit, which that's definitely a really, really like, I've done that before. I do that quite a bit, actually, like short interest and stuff, but it's definitely not like, like there needs to be more in depth. Like you need to look into like numbers, you need to look into catalysts, you need to look into all this stuff. Um, when the market isn't like it is now, right now you ride the hot wave of, you know, high, short interest type shit, low float, high, short, it's going to, it's going to fly. But when the market returns and we can we get out of this wall street bets, AMC GME thing, then there's going to be way more opportunities. If you know the, the, the revenue numbers, the, the, the debt, all that kind of shit. If you know all this, this stuff, then, uh, you're going to be able to play a lot better swings than if you're stuck in in the old kind of it'd be like if we were stuck in like bio covid plays like it just it just wouldn't work anymore it doesn't work they've been dying for months now no it's either like you're you're playing around a catalyst you're or you're a technical trader or you're doing both i mean or you're yeah. a gambler yeah exactly so i mean decide what you want to do but yeah we got to get uh we need people to comment for bullish versus bullshit tickers too because we we try to uh we're trying this kind of new thing we just want you guys to to drop some below and we'll we'll do like three next week that you guys comment um because we have to think of them every single time before and sometimes it's just like i don't know what we should do man sometimes right before we start filming we're like dude what do we do <laughs> it's hard too because like <laughs> dude we could do we could have done wish now for months mm-hmm. like because it's always something different like but we don't want to keep being repetitive and doing the same thing. Like we could do spy this week. We did it last week and look where spy is at now. IWM, same thing, but we don't want to get repetitive and do the same ones. So yeah, we got to get that new shit. What are you you drinking, bro? Oh, I was going to say the same thing. Um, (laughs) I have these new, can you see it? The truly Christmas ones. This one's pomegranate ginger. It's actually really good. There's an apple one. That's so good. Dude, I fuck with apple stuff. I just really can't believe hard. they didn't they haven't made an apple seltzer yet. Like that just kind of seems like yeah. a no-brainer flavor. You know what I was looking at today? They had peach cider where I was looking oh, to that sounds good. I was like, damn, that looks pretty good. But it was like a huge ass bottle and I was like, I'm not gonna drink all that. Yeah. I got um this it's imported from Germany. It's like some grapefruit beer. Super good, actually. It's that like, I think good. they just mixed grapefruit juice with beer, kind of. That's what it tastes like a little bit. Is it um, is it bitter or is it? Nah, it's sweet. It says, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it actually is. It's half 
beer, half grapefruit juice. It's really good. It's only like four or three percent alcohol, three and a half percent alcohol. That sounds good. Real refreshing though, man. Yeah, that does sound really good. It's called Schoffenhofer. And then <laughs> there's this no second way you word is that the right way. Hefawazen. <laughs> do you have a store where you can just go and pick like random beers and like you can do like a six pack for like eight bucks or something? I know it must yeah, yeah, it's like a mine is a six pack nine ninety nine. Yeah, I like that because then you can kind of like fucking mix and match. And... I always do that, and then I keep like I have like two or three weeks for this show on tap, ready to go. Yeah, in my yeah, fridge. yeah. I, I get one at a time. Oh, uh-huh. um. I'm running, dude. I've tried almost every seltzer. I feel like, like I'm running. Me out too, of, man. I'm running out of seltzers. Like, there's a few local ones that I have to try, but that's literally it. After I try all these yeah. local ones, then I don't have any more. The only one I haven't tried is Gordon Ramsay's, the big one. You still can't. He's still not him. near me. No, he's still not near me. I see them in my store regularly now, and they used to be like only so often. That's weird. But you still Maybe have the Coors Light. Don't you still have the orange creamsicle? Nope, that one's gone too. Damn. Those that are one was favorite. good. As well. Oh my god, those are so good. They better bring those back next summer. I'm gonna be fucking. Yeah. I'm gonna buy like 26 or 12 packs. Just hoard them. Yeah. Flip them. Sell them on eBay <laughs> for like 90 dollars in the winter time. <laughs> okay. All right, we're gonna run through the bullish versus the bullshit here pretty quick. Oh, dude, should I get my gold bowl real quick? Oh, yeah, go get that <laughs> thing. All right, you start talking about Wish. You talk about if you think bullish versus bullshit on this bad boy. Everybody's favorite. Okay, so Wish. We've talked about this before. It's funny because – well, it's not funny, but um, me and you were talking about this. Me, you, and Milo were talking about this, and and you're like, damn, like it's got to reverse at some point. At some point. At some point, but – that's like the beauty of like when me and you talk, like we're, we don't always agree on everything. Yeah. And I was like, no, like I totally agree, but it, the chart is just, it's in, in no man's land at the mm-hmm. moment. And this was week, this was like a week ago when, before the market really took a shit and I'm kind of like, uh, it's kind of like in no man's land. <clears throat> um, and it's still in, like, it's still making new all time lows. So it's fucking nuts, dude. We, I mean, honest to God, it's, wish is i'm it's complete bullshit right now just technically speaking because there's nothing that tells me to jump in and like milo was talking he's like yeah their expected earnings for next quarter are supposed to be horrible Mm -hmm. so i mean dude who knows because there really is no bottom and there's so i i charted this and tweeted it there is so much overhead you use vpvr right yeah there's a ton of fucking overhead Dude, dude there's i mean if even if it starts to move like it is bag holder galore up there bro and then i saw zach came out today and tweeted something like what did he tweet like oh i know it was he's a bad call fully. or something he, he's out fully he dropped his position he lost like five mil on it it's fucking nuts i think uh yeah, so bullshit. i think bullshit as well i was i was bullish a few weeks ago because i was just like and then I remember, I like sometimes you just got to go back to your rules. And my rules are don't fucking bet against a downtrend that's that strong. And I mean, at this point, man, like they have more revenue than they do market cap at the moment, like by a pretty decent margin. I think they're gonna have to reverse before. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't know. They're gonna reverse eventually. <laughs> waiting for what you're gonna say. <laughs> Dude, I don't fucking know. Like, they're going to reverse, and it's going to be explosive, and they're going to shoot back to, like, five bucks. Like, easy. 
but I, there's just no telling if it's going to go all the way down to two bucks before it does, or if it's going to bounce at, you know, $3, there's no telling of where it's going to bounce. So like, it's bullshit right now. There's, it's the strongest downtrend fucking possible stronger than I don't even know, dude. It's so strong. Like Zach is out. Everyone is going to like start shitting on wish everywhere on Twitter. Now everyone's going to be like, wish is the worst fucking call ever. The sentiment's going to be bad. Um, it's been shitty for months now. Um, there's nothing else to add other than it's just, dude, it's fucking dying a horrible my, death right now. My kind of telltale sign that this thing was going to have the craziest uphill battle of all time was on the 11th. It wicked um, it wicked essentially off $6 mm-hmm. and hit that overhead and got rejected so goddamn hard under 550 and then it wicked and it held under the 50 day moving average next day red inside bar and once something gets trapped under the 9 EMA it it it's very tough to reclaim that in a downtrend that has no underlying support and that's exactly what's happening and it's so far trapped under the 9 EMA that that would be the first thing you would have to look for on the daily um you would want to see okay does this can this reclaim the 9 EMA and that would be the first thing I look for. But until that happens, there's no shot I touch this. I mean, yeah, I, it's probably a good thing. You could probably take easy puts on it. Like you could probably take yeah. put puts or short it. But funny story, dude. Back when I think it was back in March, uh, when it was like twenty bucks, I wanted to short it because all of my experiences with Wish products have been like the worst thing ever. Like they're just the cheapest fucking bullshit thing that I've ever had in my entire life. And so I wanted to short it at like 20 bucks and I was going to go super long on it. Like it was going to be like a couple year hold and I did not. And I would have made fucking cash. Look at that. 20 yeah, all the way down to three bucks. It's like, te- but I was too scared. It's like today I took, I was playing F cell puts and I play F cell. I've been playing F cell a lot with options because it is completely married to IWM. Literally whatever IWM does, F cell does. And me and my buddy were in voice chat, he, my buddy works from home and we were talking. He also, I've got, I got him into stocks. Shout out to Jake if he's listening to this, but, uh, yeah, Jake, <laughs> I was like, dude, these seven and a half puts are one cent right now. And I kind of like them. And he's like, ah, the theta and the Delta. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you take them, bro. They I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I didn't <laughs> grab them, bro. They went to 10 cents from one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. But it's not his fault. I mean, I agreed. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I should yeah. take these. I ended up taking the Fucking eight. Hell, man. I ended up taking the eight and a half strike, and they went over 100. percent Yeah. But just, I mean, hindsight's 2020. 20, but just looking at those, like that was me today with AMC. Oh yeah, AMC, dude. We're leading right in. Look at that. That's that's when you have managed a podcast for 15 episodes. Mm-hmm. It just rolls off your fucking tongue. AMC today. I took puts, and they went 600 or 700 percent. But I took profit at twelve <laughs> percent. Wait, 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 was it in the small account? Yeah, it was in the small account. <laughs> See, people don't understand, dude. If you sat on here and you're like, "Yeah, I wrote it all the way down," I'd be like, "There's no way," because yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like, that's how you know who's fake and who's not. There's like, no one who's holding shit for over a hundred percent gains, bro. Like, I I don't believe it unless it's like commons. Unless it's commons, like when then it's like okay, you got some. I have AMTX in my fucking IRA from seven bucks. I'm still holding it, but like options, bro. That shit is so volatile. If I see over ten percent, bro, I'm getting excited. I'm like, I'm about to take profit. Fuck yeah, yeah, bro. It's either that or you let a few ride, just yeah. lottos. Like you put your stop yeah. in, like trailing stop. That's, and that's I, it. 
that's what I do when, when I have like, when I'm in my large account, but I don't alert any of those. I don't tell anyone that I'm letting them ride. I always like let them ride by myself because I don't want people to like get that. Cause I know that if I was like, I'm letting a few ride, people would just let all theirs ride. Cause they think that like, Oh, I have a tiny account it is what it is. I'm like, nah, man, take that profit. If you got a small account, that's the most important to take the profit on. Actually, this was on my watch list for this week, either direction. I was like, if it breaks AMC. out, of, yeah. If it breaks out of that pennant or wedge, whatever you want to call it, um, I would yeah. take puts. Um, and I was looking to take calls either in in the opposite direction, but bullshit Honestly, on AMC man, right now. I mean, yeah, you'd make some hell of money. I was I was kind of long biased going into the week because actually no, I was short biased going into the week. But last week, end of week, I was long biased because of that twenty MA crossed the fifty MA, and usually that's a pretty good indicator of momentum. But, dude, it just died through that pennant. And I saw it, so it bounced off the pennant um, last week. And then, like, the the trend line. And then just heavy volume fell the next two days. Broke that. And then today, just, I think it was, like, 16% down. Um, if I had to bet here, I would say it probably goes down to 15 bucks. Um, if I had the, to, because yeah. I think that's the MA. next support. Through the, it's through the 200 through, yeah through the 200 you have a big big ass volume shelf on at 15 bucks but yeah. that's from may so yeah that's a long time ago uh, honestly it's same thing with wish like i mean it could bounce out of that demand zone at like 24 dollars, but again that demand zone's from may yeah so i could see really i mean demand. i could definitely yeah exactly I could definitely see like Wall Street bets trying to like hoist this one back up, put it on their fucking back. But um, who knows, dude? This one, I see it going down further. I think there's a lot of downside. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, bullshit at the moment. I agree. And then the last one we got, Lucid. This one's been on a, a rampage lately. I mean, what's it at now? 50 bucks. pre. I know pre-merger, uh, it got all the way up to 60 63 maybe 65 and back then i was fucking yelling from the rooftops how it's not worth this much um can't believe you sold i'm i think i'm gonna yell again that it's not worth this much just from maybe i'll have to pull out my old youtube video somewhere on this on the youtube account i made a video on why it's not worth 60 bucks a share and it just goes into like me talking about their valuation versus tesla and i think at these prices based on how many cars they're going to be selling, they're actually like valued almost as high as Tesla or higher based on like, you know, sales revenue to uh, market cap ratio. Um, and I don't see that at all being worthy. I think if anyone should be, you know, overvalued a shitload, it should be Tesla and they are overvalued a shitload. Um, they're overvalued a ton because when, you know, Ford, GM, all those companies come in and Chevy starts making way more hybrids and electric vehicles, Toyota, Tesla's going to lose half a market share, you know, maybe even more, three quarters. Yeah. Um, but I think Lucid up here is uh, not worth it. Maybe maybe people like the tech enough. Maybe they really believe it's the next Tesla. But I mean, I don't, I don't see how, I think I even calculated it all the way out to 2025 where uh, they'd still have a higher valuation if they were making as many cars this year as they're making in 2025 they'd still have a higher valuation based on revenue market cap than tesla um the market doesn't make sense but i think it's bullshit have they even delivered cars yet i think they have a few but nothing like no no um 
what is the word I'm looking for? Like large amount, no, yeah, no yeah. fleet, no shit, no big time cars. I, the word is just escaping me. It's so hard because like when Incredible Bob was on, he talked about there's going to be like three or four of these EV companies that stick and the rest are just going to die off. I think Lucid yeah. sticks, but it's, I think not, it sticks. it's not worth six. It's not worth $55 right now. Mm-hmm. And just looking at, since I look at everything from a tech, technical standpoint, um, cl- a close out of the 90MA is not great. You have a shit ton of room to the 50MA sitting at 35 bucks. Um, no really big volume nodes that stick out to me as support. So it depends. Like this could get trapped under the 90MA, just like Wish got trapped under the 90MA. Um, yeah. I. I bet this probably has a little bounce off 50 but i don't i don't think it's sustained this probably dies down into the 30s i agree man also if you look at from like a from a volume profile standpoint um when it was flagging out there from like the 15th of november to maybe like the 26th that was nice decreasing volume like that's that's something that i like is that that flag was decreasing volume and then maybe at that point you'd be looking for a breakout but these last three daily candles have been higher volume and that kind of fucks up the volume profile like at this point the flag is not like as bullish as it used to be it could be a reversal some a possible these last two red candles have been pretty high volume which indicates some type of you know like bearish reversal at this point there's a little bit of a doji up there the from yesterday i mean i could definitely see this one busting down hitting the 20 maybe bouncing and then hitting the 50 quite a bit yeah from a technical standpoint i i wouldn't be surprised if this ends up in the 40s low 40s mid 30s um sweet so bullshit at this current price i'm gonna put my bull's ass up there is there a little hole right there's there's a hole there's a little hole Damn, that's the bullshit. I need to get a little shit and put next to him or something. But a little gold shit. Damn. I don't know why. Yeah, a little golden shit. They literally made an asshole on this bull, bro. You ever see? Isn't the one in, in Chicago or New York or wherever it's at have like a huge ball sack? You ever see that? I Google it right now. I don't know what maybe you're talking I'm, about. Maybe I'm completely off. I think I better Google it. Big ball sack bull, bro. Right? I think so. My girlfriend's going to come on my computer and see that I just like ball sack. Dude, they got some fat balls. Holy shit, those motherfuckers hang, dude. They're literally that long, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude, imagine. Looks it's like I put be... like two sticks of butter in a sock and I'm swinging it around. It's going to be us. <laughs> bro, that's going to be us in 40 years. Dude, oh my. I'd have to tuck that in my sock. Have you seen? I think it's grandpa. The... Yeah, the yeah, prank where he so sticks cool. it in his sock. You're going to have it's to strap hilarious. that thing to your leg, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wear sweatpants all the time. Uh, you sit on dude, your own ball sack. If you Google big ball sack bull, the first video is, or the first picture is so graphic. <laughs> so yeah, I'll let you graphic. look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking DM this to you on Discord just because I want to. So I have to look at it. Yeah, exactly, dude. It that thing is hanging. All right, so now we're gonna quickly hop into our random trivia questions with the wheel. Um, dude, I have the best trivia questions for you, po- humanly possible. So, l- all right, let me go. Shoot first. me the first. Let me go. Okay, how old is Hasbulla? Oh, I've been looking this up. Nineteen. Wrong. Fuck. How old is he? Eighteen. <laughs> All right, I'm pulling the wheel Damn over it. it. 
Wait, right. wait, no, no, no. Wait, yeah, the wheel's up, but you gotta ask me my question first. I ask you your question. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just went on some random shit on a Sunday. What is illegal to sell in Columbus, Ohio? Bro, are you joking? <laughs> okay, I'll find a different one. I'm, no, I'm uh, no, one. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like give me a range of something. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll give you a fucking. Okay, okay, I'll give you a range. It's a cereal. What in Columbus? Yep. Lucky Charms. Cornflakes. My God, you're an asshole. In the fucking wheel. How would I ever guess that, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I'll find you an easier one for this one. Um, you're gonna get the next one, I think. I, dude, I'm just a smart, motherfucker. I know I am. Oh my God, it's the pepper, you motherfucker. We have. To... All right. You f- wait, wait. Let's do the next one first. And then I'll go grab What's it. What's that? Do the next question first, and then I'll go grab it. Okay. Do, we'll do the next question, and then I'll gra- we'll grab the shit. So you want to do both of them, and then grab both the shit? Or do you just want to do one? Let's grab them both, and then do them. All right. All right. My second question. Dude, if you don't get this, who has the most wins in UFC history? Think. I think I know, but I don't want to say it. Because <laughs> I'm fucking terrified. Donald Cerrone. Yeah, you're right. Fuck, I, I thought knew that's you were what gonna. I knew you know that. I think you get the second one too. What is the name of the vehicle that Scooby Doo and his friends drive in? The Mystery Mobile. Yes. Thank or, you. It's Mystery Machine. But I'm gonna give it that to you. counts. That counts. All right, let's go get the fucking pepper. Wait. I'm genuinely terrified, bro. What kind of pepper do you have? It was between, so I went and they had habanero or serrano. So I got serrano. Bro, they only had jalapenos. But look how fucking big this thing is. Yeah, dude. I'm. Is a jalapeno hotter or not as hot as a Serrano? Um, I don't I'm think it's it. as hot. I don't think it's as hot. All right, let's see. Jalapeno versus Serrano. Oh shit! I also got another beer. So in case anyone wants to know, I'm drinking this Barry Weiss now. Oh, Serrano peppers are four times hotter than jalapenos. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, dude? All right, Dude, then I'm going to do Serrano. Like, that is gigantic. Serrano, and then I was going to do habanero. Because I wanted habanero. habanero for whatever reason at my grocery store. Serrano's hotter than a habanero, too. <laughs> I thought I was getting the, the best one. <laughs> Look who's here, too, about to fucking watch us. Perfect timing, stock swing alert. <sighs> Connecting to audio. What's up, man? Teddy, how you doing, man? Good. You just you hopped in right at the right time. We're eating hot peppers for the other portion of our episode, so you're gonna get to watch us. Um, How yeah, do I eat this eat whole this, thing? Eat this fucking hot pepper. <laughs> it's like a hot ones episode. That's sick. Yeah, we do like a little section where we we ask trivia questions, and then um, if we get it wrong, we have to do a, a little thing. We both got it wrong. <laughs> That's sick. Mine is mine is four times hotter than ants though. That's apparently. a wait wait wait. That's hotter than a habanero. Yeah, this is hotter than a habanero and a jalapeno. Bro, what's the name of the pepper? Fucking serrano. I thought it was the easiest one. I went there thinking I was gonna get because it, it was tiny, bro. I was like, oh, this thing is little. Look how little this motherfucker is. And it's four times hotter than both. Bro, Dude, you're I gonna be struggling before, and and that was rough. For like three days to even use the bathroom afterwards, bro. Honestly. What'd you eat? Um, like one of those Carolina Reapers. Oh like, shit! Somebody, yeah, fuck yeah, Somebody that. got some dried out ones in college, and yeah, fucking. Isn't that what that. was on? Wait, is that what was on the chip? 
What was it? Ghost Pepper on the yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Caroline, I think. All right, I'm just doing it. <laughs> yeah, bro, you're going to be struggling. This is hot. That's going to be hot. Dude, I'm fine. I got to tell my girl. Just so that she... <laughs> I'm laughing. the fucking the seeds asshole <laughs> every time it's gonna burn like a every motherfucker time. Yeah, you're gonna be on the fucking toilet struggling for sure and i'm about to wash it down Bro, with i need like a German drink beer oh my goodness all right so we are here today with a very special guest stock swing alert how are you doing man i'm pretty well over yourself Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's been kind of a, a dusty two days in the market. Pretty red, but uh, how's your trading been going? Uh, trading my longs have been definitely taking a beating like everybody else's. Um, but luckily, I brought in um, a former bond um, manager, and he was actually a hedge fund um, manager as well. Um, his name is Casanova. Uh, and so he's been helping just provide some insight and helping out on the downside of some of these trades. So we've been taking more of an approach to play some of these ones that have been inflated. Um, so we had puts on like HD um, and then as well as like Airbnb, um, given the COVID news lately. Um, so just been trying to figure out a few plays that multiple people can benefit from and we can continue to see the, the huge um, reward from these downfalls too. Because if you've looked at... A majority of the other ones besides like Apple, Microsoft, and uh, Amazon, a few of these stocks have ran um, over 100%, and then now they're down like 50 to 60%. Um, so ultimately, we're just trying to find the market um, spaces that have been overinflated and have some tremendous opportunities to offer up on the backside. Yeah, I know uh, there's a ton of stuff in the market that's had a ton of backside recently, AMC being the big one today, but... There's also a lot of plays that you'll see in the mornings will gap and then they'll run, you know, momentum wise for a few minutes after open. But then you go back and look at their chart and they've never held gains on a big, a big gainer day like that. You can just short the literal shit out of them all the way back to even almost close to green to red move, you know, maybe not that far, but until they're only up 10% on the day when they've been up 60, 70%, there's a lot of, there's a lot of money to be made on the backside. Definitely. Um, and that's one thing that I've, I've noticed too. Um, Michael Rapport, um, he, he's a guy that I followed too as well. And he talks about how um, people overpay for a stock and that's the peak. Um, but then there's this point where it'll continue to go back down or it's in a downtrend. And so if you can figure out like where people overpaid, like say like an Affirma, um, then you can really buy dated puts and really collect on that on the back end too. So like Zoom is one we were trying to find as well as um, like Home Depot, just because how many people are doing um, activities in the winter, <laughs> like yeah. in terms of home remodeling, you know, so that's another one that <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to get some like dated puts on and just reap the rewards on that going forward. I know uh, Upstart was one of those. Um, I saw a lot of people <clears throat> have been, making crazy money on upstart puts uh upstart was at like four hundred dollars the 15th of october and i think it's currently at like 175 so that's just that's one of those that was just overinflated um and heavily due for a pullback and then the these market conditions hit and that just destroyed the stock um earnings as well 
So yeah. Yeah, I think there was a guy that, that went on like CNBC and had no idea what it even did. He was like the fintech guru. <laughs> yeah. That was something. Like, I remember that shit. There were people like memeing him on Twitter all the time. Yeah. <gasps> right. Um, but I would say otherwise, like the swings, it's been pretty hard to find a decent play to um, build a bear workshop. It was one that we got a little bit lucky with too, but. Otherwise, for the most part, it's just been an overnight trade, um, playing a news event, and then selling the pop um, when it occurs. Dude, I had a Build-A-Bear, actual little bear when I was younger. His name was Shaq Bear because it was a it had a Shaq jersey on, and it was a fucking it? bear. I don't, dude, Shaq. I don't know. That memory just came out of nowhere. I didn't even remember that dude, until Shaq's just my now. Hero. Shaq's my hero. I have a bobblehead on my desk right here. <laughs> That's, That's so funny. Um so I have a question. How, like, how did you get into trading? Um, like in terms of, did you have a mentor? Did you know somebody in your family that got you into it? Um, so I, I have a corporate finance degree. Um, so I've always been kind of interested in trading too. Um, so when I worked for Hewlett Packard Enterprise about six years ago, um, I downloaded Robinhood and one of the first stocks I bought was Tilray. Um, and then CDC, because Canada was legalizing weed at that time. So I wanted to buy something that I could see tremendous growth with. Uh, so I, I thought marijuana was like the future play, you know, but uh, lo and behold, you, you saw what Tilray did. It went for like 180 and then just downtrend. Now it's like $10, you know. So um, I, I had to play around with the large caps. Um, but about like two, three years ago, um, it was in October. That was when I received like a severance package um, from the Packard Enterprise because they did a workforce reduction. And so then that was the point where I finally had enough capital where I was over PDT. Um, uh, so over $25,000 and so then I could do more day trades. And that was when I really got more interested in these small caps uh, just because I had heard retail, they're able to capitalize on these like big moves, anything under $10, like it has a chance to double um, in any given day. And so <clears throat> ultimately, um, I just started playing around with pennies. Um, and then during like the, uh, right before the pandemic hit, um, I, I had found IBO um, and seen a story about like how in like 2006, they had gone from like a dollar to like $40 because they were supposedly like a huge player with Ebola. Um, and so I, I bought them at like 28 cents and ended up, ended up selling uh, for like a dollar like a few weeks later before it ran to seven. Um, and so that was really what piqued my interest in terms of seeing a stock that can go from pennies to multiple dollars in any given week. Um, and so that, that potential chance for return was really what drew me in to these small cap stocks. So, so was that, that, that leads kind of into my next question. Was that like your kind of aha moment where you're like, damn, I can do this full time. Or was it, was it way before that? Was it, you know, what was the, the one moment, if you can remember, where you're like, I can do this, like, full-time? Um, I would say I would say it was about a year ago, too, just because my job was costing me more money than sitting on my computer and trading, you know? Like, I would have a meeting, and I'd have to exit a trade when I knew it was a little bit early because it hadn't broken, like, the Bollinger Band. Um, and so I would sell, and then 10 minutes later, I'm like, damn, like, I just missed, like, a month's worth of um, payment just because I had to sell early for this meeting. And so that was just the opportunity, time, value, money. Like I, I realized that like I can do this full time. I have a, a skill, and I don't have to really work for the man in order to try to provide for myself. And I, I, it was it was also partly to do with like Zach Morris, like finding financial freedom too, because um, I had seen his his gains go from like ten thousand dollars to a million dollars in a day, 
Um, and that's really just all about compounding, compounding your gains to the, yeah. until you get to that point. Do you uh, do you use Bollinger Bands? Yeah, for Weeble, I do. Yeah, Fuck I use. Yeah, um, dude, fellow Bollinger yeah. Bands guy. I'm a I'm a big big believer in Bollinger Bands and just like you know, kind of kind of using them for consolidation and then using them for you know sell um, buy targets that kind of stuff. But I don't see a lot of people that use Bollinger Bands. I know Ant sometimes uses them, but a lot of people just overlook them. But I like them a lot. Yeah, me too. I know Mikhail does as well too. He runs um, like a Telegram chat too, and he, he's like one of the most accurate predictors of price that I've seen. And he, he specializes using Bollinger Bands, so I, I knew I needed to kind of use it in my repertoire a bit more as well. Yeah. What would so? This is kind of a not so serious question that I ask a lot of people. What you're on FinTwit, um, you have a big following. What would uh, to you? What do you think the worst thing about FinTwit is in general? Like we've gotten all kinds of answers, um, but um, but to you, what do you think is the worst thing about FinTwit? I would I would say you almost can't be a bear. Like people do not like to see that at all because even like last week I was like, hey, there's there's a market correction coming because th- it was very suspect that they released like the Omnicron news like on Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah. Um, and there was a bunch of inflation news too, so I was like, hey, like there's gonna be there's gonna be blood in the streets, and the comments on them um, were like, you clown, like yeah, yeah, everybody's been predicting this for years, it's like good luck, and it's like I was just trying to heat a warning to some people. You know what I mean? To reduce your exposure, you know what I mean? But um, I feel like people don't really want to play the downside. Like, people don't like people that short. Um, And even, for example, like, Fappy Trades for Atlas, he kind of got, like, blackballed by Atlas because he was very open about, hey, I'm playing the downside of this trade. Like, there's more money to be made short in this play than there is me buying it and chasing it and losing my money, you know? Yeah. uh, I've noticed a big kind of decrease in the amount of – people who post their short trades. Cause I short probably half the time or better. Um, and I don't post any of them because people, that's why my, my amount of posts have gone down so much is because I don't post, you know, my shorts and I short. Yeah. Like I said, more than half the time now. Um, and I posted one about AMC a few days ago where it's like, it looks like it might be breaking down. If it closes beneath, then, um, I'm going to go short. Probably got so and, much you know, shit. Yeah, bro. And I don't, right? I got some yeah. DMs that were like, what are you talking about? AMC, like diamond hands forever, that kind of bullshit. And then also the other thing is, is I don't, I could give like zero, I could give less fucks. Absolutely no fucks <laughs> are given about likes on posts. Yeah. Like I could not give a flying fuck, but the ones that are bears always get way less and they get a ton of comments. And then you get that one person who comments like, ratioed and i'm like dude fuck bro up, yeah man. like go back to your basement like yeah exactly you literally <laughs> right. like have a worse neck beard than me probably you're fucking <laughs> sitting on your damn computer in your mom's people, basement just dude like having playing options consistently people don't understand like the the backside of the move of a move comes so much quicker and is so much more predictable and like me being very proficient at charting and you guys being proficient at charting can very clearly tell when the backside of a move's coming. And it's, there's so much money to be made both ways. Like today took, I took some F cell calls, scalp some F cell calls, 12% took F cell puts over a hundred percent. Like yeah. you can play things both ways. It's, it opens up a whole new world of uh, money making opportunities and, and a different way to see things. So, I mean, I totally agree. You can't, it's impossible to be a bear. Like, there's no winning, so they'll yell at you. Yeah. They'll, they'll outcast you. They want you to walk through like the Game of Thrones <laughs> lady. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only thing that seems to be, cause even like lately, I, I know, I know the market's been bleeding too, but I, I tried to at least like predict it to the point where people were like, Hey, like, and I was even like, puts will continue to pay. You know what I mean? Like, and people were like, all right. Yeah. Like, and then people were like on Monday when it was a, it seemed to be a bull trap. Like people were tagging me like, Oh yeah, good call. And it's like, give it yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? we'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, give it fucking time. Maybe be patient. <laughs> Wait the yeah, first right. 20 minutes out and then see what happens. The same <laughs> yeah. thing that's happened for three weeks. Pop a pop for the first 15 minutes and then a, and a hard fade the rest of the day. Like, but yeah. I think All right, man. Come well, to like the, the bull market to now yeah. at this point. Yep. Exactly, bro. I think, I think I want to ask you about your drink of choice, man. If you, if you do drink, um, what kind of what do you what do you lean towards? We had our last guy was the Wall Street Bets founder, and he said he he likes what was it? Um, it was those pineapple. Ones. It was uh, well, no no no, Shit. it was um, was it a pina colada? Pina colada, pina colada. Yeah yeah. So I mean, there's gonna be no there's gonna be no shaming here. If you like the girliest possible thing, it is what it is, man. Uh so my my beer of choice is Spotted Cow. It's like select to Wisconsin. Are you a Wisconsin um, so guy? Yep. Yes, sir. Oh fuck, dude! Me and you were talking about the Bulls back when. Wait, is it Mitch too? Bucks, back when the yeah. fucking Bucks. Is it Mitch from Our, Wisconsin? Oh, shit. What? He's from Milwaukee. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. He's good dude. shit too. I like him a lot too. I completely uh, forgot that you were a Bulls fan. Or I keep saying Bulls. I don't know why. I, I forgot that you were a Bucks fan, bro. I was at a couple of yeah, those maybe. games, dude. That was nuts. Dude, I've been meaning to go too, just because I'm gonna try to move back to Wisconsin. Um, just because that's why I ended up quitting my job, just because my grandma had a heart attack, so I kind of wanted to be closer to family, you know. Too, and long story short, um, I ended up like I, I like the spotted cow because uh, the guy that created that recipe, he got offered a million dollars to sell it outside of Wisconsin state lines, and I was like, no, like you're all gonna come buy my beer anyway. So yeah. uh, it's select to Wisconsin, which is really cool. Like you can only get it in Wisconsin. It's it's called Spotted Cow. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard of it. It's Teddy. a good beer. Yeah, like a lot. Otherwise, alcohol wise, um, an old fashioned. I'm an old soul at heart. So and good. So I just like uh, the the mashed cherries in the bottom. It seems to be where it's at. What kind of uh, what kind of bourbon or whiskey you like with that? Um, let me get my bottle because I'm I'm not like. T- anything too bougie honestly i like the walking sticks it's mm-hmm. it's like a 40 dollar bottle it's not too bad it's a kentucky one um kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that's pretty good stuff i, I think i've actually had that before if you have any suggestions let me know too because i'm a little bit newer but i, I have all the like the mixology shit so dude i'm not i'm not overly more. like overly versed in you know whiskeys and stuff i know that I had a Glenfiddich scotch a few weeks ago. That was super good. Um, it was like single malt. That's probably the only suggestion I have because other than that, um, I really haven't tried that much. I heard like Chicago has a pretty cool like Tokyo um, bourbon place. And I've been I've been meaning to go oh, whenever shit. I visit Spock Trader. He's been telling me to come out that way too. So um, Spock Trader on trading. That's like that's my buddy on Fintwit. That's dope. He, he like blew music, up this man? year, didn't he? I didn't mean to cut you. Off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spock. Um, he was like my hype man because I I taught him how to trade. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got bagged in Belladine, like DLDR. We got bagged so hard of that insulin. Um, he like made a Twitter and he was kind of like my hype man. And then Jibo blew up and then laid back. Um, kind of 
was like, hey, this dude's always on early. And it was because Spock would just like take my place sometimes and just like uh, tweet him out, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm early. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? and, um, and so then we both kind of blew up together. Um, Cause luckily like laid back really put us on too. And he's good friends with Zach Morris. So just kind of got that mutual benefit of Zach Morris going viral. Dude, that's, that's awesome, bro. I think I need to uh, maybe need to follow Spock trades. I haven't, I don't think I've seen him around much, but. I definitely you know see some weed picks. You what know is this? You like saw a money bag. A money oh, bag shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the money yeah. bag. Once you said the money bag, <laughs> that rang a bell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his his handle is so stupid because it's like Spock Trader in Trey. Like, because he can't, he doesn't have the full handle. Oh, I was like, bro, yeah. Bro, it's like you're going to get people scamming just to pull it. <laughs> They're going like, to think he, you're he, the he, fake he, one. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's but, funny, man. That's you know, you made it when you got those fake those fake people that are like trying to be you DMing people trying to get your money. I love fucking with those people so much asking them to Same. like call you or something and then putting their, actually, I think that's illegal. So I probably shouldn't talk about that. I just found <laughs> out a few weeks ago that it's illegal to put people's phone number on, on social media <laughs> to get them spammed. Cause I was going to do it. And my girlfriend was like, why you like, you can get your account like banned or whatever. So yeah. really stop doing that. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'd seen, I'd seen PJ. He got like, um, too because somebody had scammed somebody and got like a million dollars. Um, just like sending a DM and I was like, Holy shit. Like somebody sent him a million dollars. No, like that's yeah. insane. PJ got sent to like court or something, or he talked about it. He had to go and like testify and shit because it, there was one of the people acting like him. Crazy. That's such There's a funny thing to this, do. Yeah. Imagine what that person right, looks like in real life. <laughs> oh, just fucking slimy piece of shit. Yeah. Right. All right, I man. I got another on, question uh, for you. What uh, what kind of music do you listen to? I kind of think this is like a fun thing to just like, I don't know, because I like to think I can tell what people listen to when I look at them. Like, I if I looked at Ant, I'd be like, dude, he's a rap kind of guy. He likes rap, R and B. I can't see you. But I, I hear in you, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a note or on a what is it out on a limb and say, I think you like rock music. Rock music. Yeah. That's that's probably like one of the only genres that I'm not like. <laughs> I like rock. Um, like J. Cole um, and like Bob Marley. That's really my like go to. And then oh, my like country in the, in the summer, too, just because I was I grew up in Wisconsin. So if you didn't like country, it would tell you to get the fuck out <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, but other than that, like other music I, li- I listen to like 432 gigahertz music um because that's like the like mozart played in it um uh john lennon and then the beatles and bob marley um that's the acoustic that they have their music tuned to um because it's like the vibration of your soul uh, oh, so, uh teddy you were way off heavy like some hair metal and you said no the vibration of your soul and i was dude i was completely wrong fucking end of the spectrum. <laughs> that's, that's funny. cool though man i like bob marley he's my yeah that's my favorite guy like every morning i listen to uh, don't worry be happy like just uh get going in the shower yeah. just because it's t- it's tough to have a bad day when you're like you know yeah especially to start off your day right i think we uh i think we wanted to ask you um a few trading related questions specifically like do you, what is your main trading strategy like do you are you more of an options guy i know you had mentioned you are uh, you like to play commons over options but um just if you could kind of elaborate on on maybe uh your specific strategy yeah um so typically i, I try to find commons under 20 dollars 
um, as of recently, just because um, like IWM has been getting slaughtered. I think it's been moving sideways since February, and now it's kind of in a downtrend after like the fake breakout. Um, so I've been trying to find more options, um, either ones with like a little bit more a longer duration, or um, like on the backside, like so puts on the backside of like HD and a few other ones that we mentioned like Airbnb today, um, because they seem to offer a little bit more pay. Too. And it, at least like the technical analysis, it seems to work out a lot better too um, for these large caps because it tends to follow it more closely. Um, and so I've been doing more of a bigger push on options. So I, I've been using Unusual Whales. They have a really cool bot. Um, he was kind enough to set me up with like the Super Buffet. And so at times, like you'll literally get a trigger and the bot will call a lot of these reversals ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I just paying attention to the flow. Um, and then what I look for otherwise whenever I'm determining the swing, I'll try to pay attention to like the macroeconomic events. Um, and so if you just, if you just read or pay attention to like what's populated on your feed, a lot of times like the algorithms will tell you like what's coming, you know, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, Mrs. E was, Mrs. E is also somebody that said that too. Like she literally can just read algorithms better than anybody else. Um, and so my last job, um, I sold artificial intelligence and robotic process automation. And so when 70 to 80% of the market's dictated by algorithms, if you can figure out like what the news events are or what's the top of the feed, a lot of times that's what's actually buying um, those stocks is the algorithms at the end of the day. Um, and so I'll, I'll scan for algorithms and then I'll try to play like the macroeconomic events. So like because inflation concerns are currently spiking, um, you have like a, a shift of gold. Um, like Singapore today was the first one to buy gold in like years. And so when the market turns into um, pretty pretty bearish, like what I'm thinking it's going to, um, that's something that a lot of people are going to hedge with too. Um, so that's like my, my next play. I'm, I'm trying to load like NAC, because um, they have like Pebble Beach, um, and anything that's really, that has exposure to gold, um, just by playing that like macroeconomic event, which will then control the microeconomic underlying stocks. Yeah. I uh, I actually agree with a lot of what you said, especially the uh, I like I like loading up on gold when the market possibly is going to uh, take a downturn. I mean, and I've been talking for a little while here. We think the market there's a time soon where the market's going to have to take a downturn because it's it's just a little bit too overextended for the economic place that America's at. We were kind of thinking it might be like next summer, but I mean things are looking kind of rough now. Like I'm not saying it's going to happen like this week. We're going to begin this week is the top. I'm not calling it the top or anything. I'm just saying that things could get nasty here over the winter if if it continues the way it is and if we have more you know updates on you know these new COVID things whatever they are um things could get pretty nasty here that's the interesting part too because it seems like it seems like apple microsoft and amazon like those have continuously hit new new high days you know all-time highs but the broader market it's been taking a beating for like weeks on end and so people are hoping you know i mean they're they're buying the dip but the dip just keeps on occurring and so people are exhausting a lot of capital too so yeah. Um, we, like we went all cash, like November 18th, like 95% cash, except for like long-term holds. And even then, like, it, it's just difficult to swing in anything now. So, um, yeah. I've, I've been working with the hedge fund guy that I mentioned and, and we're trying to do more shorts too. Um, whether yeah. it's like the chat room pumps or something of that nature, just playing the downside. Cause I think that that's going to be where the money's going to be made. Um, and he had actually highlighted that too. He said 2008, 2009, he had made more money in those two years than he had made in the last 20 years combined, which is pretty crazy. 
He's a downside yeah. king right there. Yeah, yeah. Shit. All right, man. So how do you kind of like, if you had a specific way that you would kind of lay out to beginners to find a swing, what do you think would maybe, maybe not beginners, let's move it towards like, maybe like some, like a middle seasoned trader where they have like a few years under the belt or a year under the belt. Um, but they're trying to get more into swings. What's kind of a way that you would recommend they find swings at that kind of middle level? Um, so for swings, I would say either pick like one or one or two stocks that you can see the patterns on too. Cause a lot of times they'll move in their channels. And so if you can find a really good stock that has good support, you know, like extend, you can continue to play that one um, until the real move occurs. Um, and then my catchphrase has always been follow the money too. So um, I'll check like Fintel um, as well as like porn fours or insider buys just to see like who believes in their company enough to invest in it. You know what I mean? Who thinks that their company today is undervalued, but they need to go out and buy more shares of their company because ultimately they're betting on their stock price to go up in the future too. So, <clears throat> um, and so that's typically what I'll find. And then I look for like very select institutions, like so like Renaissance Technologies, they're an algorithm-based um, hedge fund. Um, like it's killed it the last decade. And so I like them bigger capital is another hedge fund. Um, and, and so basically I, I try to like comb through some of their plays, some of their recent 13 G's and then narrow it down. Cause they're not going to hit hundred percent of the time, but Hey, if they have like an 80% success rate, if I can narrow it down. Like, and I'm pretty good at trading. Then I have a, a much better chance of hitting something good. You know? Yeah. That's actually a fantastic point that we haven't touched on on this podcast at all yet is following the, uh, you know, the 13, the 13 filings, 13 D or 13 G filings from the, uh, the, um, the, the big money. And if you follow those and you look at what they're buying, um, rather than, you know, looking at a stock and seeing who's buying them, um, you can find the companies that you like and the companies that you believe in, as in the, uh, the, the, the investing companies that you believe in. If you find, you know, if you're big, there's some people that I know that are big Morgan Stanley fans. Uh, you can find yeah. what they've been holding in the small cap realm. Um, some people really like Citigroup. Some people really like, you know, Baker Brothers. Is that what it's called? Baker Bros, something like that. Baker Bros, yeah. They're like yeah. incredible with bio too. That's like Hodor. Yeah. Like Hodor told me that like that's his bread and butter. It's like looking for Baker Bros recent yeah. buys and then just sift through that. You know what I mean? Like There's play like the catalyst. Point six or something, or what's it? Six point something like that. There's a name like that too. Um, if you just go oh. and look at what they're holding, then they'll they'll have like good names. So that's a great point you made. Like Steve something. Yeah, the guy out of um, New York City, like 0.72. Yeah, yeah, 0.72. Yeah, That's yeah. incredible. Bob's favorite or one of his favorites is is 0.72. Yeah. Cause he, yeah, cause it's supposed to be like that Steve guy. Like, it's like the insider information, like um, during his like taxi rides or something. So then, cause even like he called like blue at like 380 or something back in the day, yeah. like that, like 0.72. Just for an example, too, cause it's like if, if they have like, either their buddies in the industry or something of that nature. Like if they have like kind of an inside track to the pharmaceutical industry, like that's the best way to figure out like, Hey, what's actually going to hit in the next two to three years and just buy it and hold it. Cause it's going to yeah. go up from where it's at now. 
exactly you can also like if you've watched the show billions you see how they can kind of like there's a ton of tracks for them to get data like they'll they'll like um you know talk between between investment companies someone will know the cousin of one of the workers and they'll like do some bullshit and i guarantee that happens in real life obviously not as much as it did in a <laughs> yeah. tv show because it's a damn tv show but like it happens in real life where someone knows someone or someone lives near or something like that and they get some type of you know tidbit they saw like something like the, the the team celebrating or some sort or some bullshit like yeah. that they'll get something and then they'll pass it around and then you know investment companies will will find that data and they'll know okay there's a you know this ups our chances of a of a hit on the data from a 50 to you know a 60 or a 60 to a 70 so yeah. we're going to take that chance which is really interesting and even there's been a few too like even if you so like if you actually reach out to the like the investors um relations manager too if you reach out directly to them and be like hey i'm i'm like an investor of this company like can you give me some inside information in terms of like what is the what is the blueprint like what is the future for this sometimes like they'll respond to you and, and actually tell you like hey like we can't disclose that but they'll they'll give you a little bit of a hand, a hand tilt yep. in terms of like what's going on with the company too um, I think like CSLK or something like clean spark back in the day, like they, there was one like that where the investors guy was like, we, we can't disclose this yet, but we're, we have a big customer with like Walmart out yep. of Bentonville. And I so like that. literally it blew up on stock tweets. You know what I mean? Like, cause people were like, wow, like <laughs> this guy actually said that, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> whatever information you can get, honestly, like use it to your advantage, you know, cause like that's ultimately what, what we're trying to do is we're just trying to stay ahead of the curve and, yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say if, so your due diligence process, what do you think might be the most important part of that? Like, I know for some people, they really enjoy, you know, um, finding valuation based on the the financials. Some people really like in their due diligence, you know, looking at the CEOs, the company executives, like looking deep into them, finding their Facebooks, finding their daughter's Facebooks, like the, their son's yeah. Facebooks, like doing all that kind of shit. What do you think is the most important part? So I would say compound and annual growth rate. So um, like how, how much is this company going to grow over the next two to five years? And then compare that to the total addressable market today. And so then when you have like these, these stocks that make like a tremendous run, um, what it does is it'll increase the overall total addressable market then. Um, and so that's what I've figured out too is like, like Vero back in the day was like an aesthetic treatment. So I bought in mode at 35 in mode hit like $115. Um, Cause it's, it's an aesthetic treatment. And so like, when you think everyone's, everyone's um, on their, everyone's on their phone, FaceTime, you know, ultimately you can play onto these market trends that are currently changing, you know, like cause more people care about what they look like because they're sitting yeah. at home on their phones. And so if you can play the overall market increasing, which it has, and you can find like these underlying stocks that are making moves in order to get a little bit better, reduce debt, or figure out a way um, to actually capture more market share and ultimately reward their shareholders. Yeah, that's, yeah, I actually think that that's, I'm gonna have to do some research into that a little deeper, but I actually think that sounds really, um, I guess, a way to be profitable on DD. It's like when yeah, you were looking yeah. at AMTX and stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Givo, that was a year ago. And yeah. we knew it, right. that would be the future. Once you like, once you kind of can just compare um, to market and compare to other people in the market, um, that's how you can determine if something is like extremely overvalued. We were talking about Lucid in that same exact way. If you know the market um, 
for electric vehicles, you know that Tesla is the leader and why does, why does Lucid have a higher valuation right now than Tesla? Like it doesn't make sense as in not like, not market cap valuation, but um, numbers ratio to market cap valuation. It just doesn't make much sense. So yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that hundred <laughs> percent. Agreed hundred percent too, just cause like if, if Tesla is a trillion dollars, like then you, you have to be like, well, Lucid, is also a luxury electric vehicle maker. Like they got to be worth at least like a tenth of that. You know what I mean? Too, if they're able to deliver on their demands too. And and so like I've, I've been playing like Polestar. Um, they had a conference today, but it seems to be manipulated too because a lot of these ones, they they manipulate them too because if it's an easy win, like they don't want everyone and their mom um, making a million dollars. You know, too because ultimately that um, that creates inflation to a certain extent. When everybody was making money on um GM, GameStop and AMC like yeah. ultimately that was bad for the market you know yeah it's um it's it's just one of those things like like you mentioned if you can capitalize on those opportunities that's how the serious money's made um so i think those are all really great points um i kind of wanted to jump in I know we talked how difficult it is for swings now. Like I know me personally, I'm not in any swings. I've been all cash, basically scalping around a core position in one swing, but then just scalping options. Um, do you have any swings that like any high conviction swings at the moment that you're in looking at? Um, I know you mentioned knack, um, but just kind of want to get your um, thoughts on that. So knack right now is one that I'm I'm thinking they need to get like the um, EPA approval. Like they need to get the EPA permit. Sorry. Um, so that's one that I'm hoping it can go. It's right now like first award. Like it's, it shouldn't really go below 38 cents. Um, but I do have one um, GDX. It's like the the gold miners. And so I was thinking that it was going to hold. I was thinking that it was going to hold 31.60 just based on the chart. But that one seems to be selling off. That's one that I'm going to try to get back. <laughs> Um, as well as some supply chain stocks too, because with COVID now having an issue where you're going to see more supply chain constraints as a result of COVID and these maybe lockdowns too. I think that that's something that can heat up too. So I've been trying to find ones that are a little bit more less known. Um, There's one, it's like Zim, I think it's like $54. But even then, like these are ones that you almost have to, you buy them and then you almost like sell them the next day because they're they're gapping up and then they're getting sold off at the rest of the market so then they're gapping up and so you almost have to like buy them at like 250 and then just sell them the next day because a lot of them are set in lower lows a lot of these swings are yeah it's i mean it's <clears throat> it's so hard at the moment because um spy IWM the broader market is in such a weird spot it's almost it's not in my opinion not really worth it on the swing aspect, like you're essentially trying to time an entry. Um, and just from a technical standpoint, like I base every, a lot of my decisions on the technical aspect of charts and everything. Um, and almost everything's breaking down to a point where it's more beneficial for you to wait. Okay. Like take a PLTR or a FUBO, for example, uh, you could have jumped in, but now it's under, they're both under $20. Like yeah, technically they're breaking down to the point where, it's you okay say tomorrow pltr jumps a buck you missed out on a dollar but at least that gives you some kind of confirmation um to enter so i was seeing Palantir. i was like damn it's under 20 bucks today i thought about buying but it just you never know like what tomorrow old too it's like trying to time the knife or trying to time the reversal it's not really possible unless there's like you know substance to it and sometimes when they break through a support that big it's just it's just 
not right to just, you know, buy and then expect it to reverse. Sometimes it just needs time to, you know, low, low down to 17, 16 bucks, and then it'll bounce and you'll be able to buy off that confirmation of the bounce. Definitely too. I would, I would say like knife catching right now is not a way I, I, I had learned like a two and five strategy where you like buy 20%, um, 20% and then 50% like once the actual move occurs. Yeah. So I, I had been trying to do that. Um, but honestly, like it went, eventually you're gonna run out of cash because everything's <laughs> going yeah. lower. So yeah. then, like, then you exhaust your funds and you're like, what the hell? Like, I should have just waited for the so, reversal and then just bought that. It's um, the same thing we talked about with Wish. Teddy and I were talking before. Like, we we were talking about Wish is a perfect example because there's no support at the current moment. Like, Wish yeah. could essentially go yeah. fall for pullback for forever. I mean. Well, not forever. Could but get delisted. <laughs> well, but the point is, is I thought, like I thought, like three ninety was the spot. Yeah, but yeah, like it, that one. That one. It's the thing. People, it, I think, started shorting that because because uh, Zach tweeted it too, and I know he had like short short algos on him at one point too. So the fact that he tweeted it, people were like, "Oh, we can short it more now." <laughs> yeah. Know? Yep. That's just a good example of you. You can't try to time some time an entry when the market's yeah. this week. So. All right, stock swing alert. It's time for the uh, the question that I love the most. What is your most unpopular opinion? Um, tell them yours. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. Mine, I regretfully say this because I'm going to get hate, is that I think golden retrievers are not very cute, and also I think popcorn sucks. I and ketchup sucks. Too. Okay, most unpopular opinion. Um. I would say that like COVID changed us all, um, like to the bad point, like where like I feel like we've almost all become more jaded, you know, too, because we're all on the internet, and, so, and the internet's not really the most friendly place. Um, so I would say like it's changed all of us, and myself included too. Like I used to be like a ray of sunshine, and now it's dimmed a little bit, you know, too. And so it might be not the most unpopular opinion, but I would say it's something that more people need to address too. Um, yeah. like we all have demons, you know. We're all like struggling with something, and so. But people, but people on the internet don't necessarily want to see it or care about it, you know, either, and because they have their own demons, their own battles they're going through. So, I think that maybe if people could talk about it more openly, then I think that the world would maybe be a better place as well. It's a good point because I mean, <clears throat> before you hopped on, Teddy and I were speaking about how every day people are just throwing shade and throwing hate across FinTwit, quote unquote, and Twitter in general, and especially the the new theme on FinTwit's been oh paid groups, like just shit talking paid groups like and teddy and i were just speaking on like that's you're not you're in no position to talk about if someone's paid group is worth it or not um but i agree i think these people get confidence behind a a phone a keyboard it's yeah and even like the paid groups too the only reason why i had done kind of like the paid group is because like that hedge fund um former hedge fund manager was like regardless of whether the market's like sunshine or rainbows or or bloody as hell. Like you need some sort of residual income coming in because the market goes down. You know what I mean. And if you don't have a short position on everything, like then you can't feed your family that day. You know. Um, yeah. And so he talked about that. And then I do think that it's it's almost important to pay like dues. You know what I mean? Too like if you think about like a fraternity or even church, like you have pew dues, like all these things. Like there's a little bit. It's a give get world out there. And so when I'm putting all this time into it, like then. I almost deserve to be compensated for it to some extent because it's taken away time from like man. my dog. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't walk my dog. You know what I mean? My girlfriend sometimes gets ignored, you know, too. Cause it's like people don't at the end of the day, this is, yeah. They don't see that side of it. 
And they don't yeah. see like that. I don't ever do anything fun on the weekends because I usually like on Sundays, at least Saturday, sometimes but, like my Sundays are all gone to just like making watch lists and answering questions. I haven't had a weekend dude. And I don't remember. Yeah. Like a like, full two day yeah. weekend, bro. It's nuts. But I, and that's, that's the hard part is balance too. Cause even like Saturdays, like that's like the one day that I like told my girlfriend, like, Hey, this is your day, you know, but like 365. Otherwise, like I have to unfortunately work and grind, you know, too. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that was a great point you made about COVID has made us a little bit jaded. I definitely have noticed it in myself too. I was quite the, like, I was quite, I guess, outgoing before COVID. And then when, you know, a year of not really like doing a whole lot now, sometimes like I don't want to go do anything. Like sometimes I just want to lay in my bed and just like be a little bitch. Like never, I've never (laughs) felt that way before, but that's how it is now. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I just want to like, you know, sit on my couch and not talk to anyone. And if anyone comes and talks to me, I'm going to be an asshole. Like, I don't know what it is. I feel that a hundred percent too. Cause even like walking back in the day, like I would walk and smile at people. But now if you like smile at people, people are kind of like, what, what the hell? Why is this guy happy? (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like also like when you hold a door for someone. Yeah, that right? shit pisses yeah, me off, right? dude. How about a thanks? Like, <laughs> right? It's like I'm trying. Oh, but they're like five, uh, five feet. I don't want to get COVID, and it's like oh, yeah. I was trying to be nice. I'm yeah. sorry, you know. But yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, there's definitely some like humanity that's been lost over the, over the. I don't know. It divided us. COVID divided us so bad with like there being sides to the whole thing. It became political and then it became, everyone was isolated. And so all they did was think about how it was so political. And then everyone thought about how everyone else sucks. And then everyone thought about yeah. how the world sucks. And then everyone is, everything <laughs> sucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. One of my buddies told me too, that like the internet removes that like emotional point of view too. Um, yeah. It's more of like a, it's just like, cause it, it's interpreted through text. You know what I mean? So you can't really understand it. And so there's so, so much miscommunication right now that we're all going through where we don't understand the other guy. Cause like, it's not black and white. Like there's a lot of gray area in the world itself today. And it's, it's been difficult to try to figure out like, what is that other part? You know what I mean? Especially with all these conspiracy theories and, and different political agendas too. It's hard to come up with a true image of what the world is today. Yeah. It's like when your parents text you and they use like periods and then we'll like <laughs> be like super, like, just like, it'll be like, Hey mom, I just, won the lottery and won a million dollars and she'll be like okay period but like you just gotta remember like to her she's probably like okay but like to me that's like that's like someone angry so like yeah. it just doesn't make sense that's right. how twitter is sometimes people just like tweet stuff and you're like i don't think you mean it that way but that's what it sounds like to most people yeah yeah it's very hard to interpret it i would say yeah well man we want to give you a chance to uh give any last advice to the listeners um just give them kind of what you think they need to hear as in you know traders what they might need to hear at any um stage of their journey before we close things up um i would say just never quit you know what i mean too like even if you have to take some time off um just never quit trading too because this is the key to financial freedom i would say to a certain extent especially if you can develop that skill um, this will allow you to retire a few years early because you can trade for beer money then on the side. Um, because ultimately, I think I think it's a sham that we have to work now until we're 67 before we can see our, our um, payments from Roth and 401k. And that's ultimately what life is not about. It's about uh, making meaningful connections with the, the people around you and then trying to just get back um, to those that you love and you surround yourself with at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's a great point. Um, it was nice meeting you. This is the first time we met. 
So really appreciate yeah, you coming too. on. Yeah. yeah. Thank we'll you control. so much, man, we'll for coming on and, you know, spitting some great knowledge. I think people are going to get a ton from what you, what you talked about. Appreciate that. Thank you all very much for your time too. And thank you for the platform as well. I, I do appreciate it. Yeah. Go check out, by the way, go check out stock swing alerts, Patreon, go check out, you know, he's got that guy that's uh, killing the shorts. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not killing the shorts actually, but killing the short plays. Like murder. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not condoning murder on here, but yeah, go check out his Patreon, go check out his, uh, his Twitter and stuff. We'll have his logo on there. We'll have his ad on there. So, uh, yeah, go follow him. Go check out his stuff. He's a, he's a great guy. He knows his stuff, as you guys can tell from this podcast. All right, everybody. We just want to thank you very much for, for tuning in to episode two. Uh, leave us a like, a comment. Uh, we wanted to hear what you guys want to name the wheel. We said that last week. We want to know what you guys want tickers-wise on uh, Bullish versus Bullshit. So leave those comments. Subscribe to our Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube, follow us on Twitter, you know, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Leave us everything you guys can possibly do. Um, I might send you a booty pic if you do. Dude, bro, you should make Merry Thickmas uh, Christmas cards. And I've been thinking about that for months. Merry Thickmas. Should I yeah, get like bro. a Speedo? Bro? Dude, I don't know. I saw them, but they're super cheap to make. You can just send them to people. That'd be fire. I think I should. Everyone who leaves like a like a five-star Apple or whatever. Um, You or get like a Merry Thickmas. <laughs> Merry Thickmas, bro. That'd be so fire. G-string Speedo. Bro, oh my God. I would leave a rating. <laughs> <laughs> you would leave a five star. You'd, oh you'd my god! One every two I'd days. make you'd ten make separate account. accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I have ten, ten Christmas cards. I have to do like a different, a different like angle every single time. <laughs> That's so funny. You're just hairy ass cheeks. On <laughs> I would shave them before, dude. Don't worry. Oh, uh, that's so funny, bro. Damn, man. All right. You see the tattoo. That's going to be out, bro. I haven't shown that to fucking anyone but my girlfriend and parents. That's so funny. I mean, and, and all the of Twitter. 20,000 followers yeah. I had at the time. Yeah, everyone's Twitter. seen that shit. I don't think anyone, like, I think I only had 10,000 actually at that time. So I don't think most of my followers know that I have an app. It was, it was for 10K, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. has a teddy on it. That was so funny. All right, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Stock Swing Alert had a ton of good shit to say. Um, Ant and I, as usual, were freaking, you know, on the spot, drinking our beers, having fun, that kind of stuff. Um, this was a great episode. Uh, we'll have some, other, some great guests in the future. We're going to bring on Incredible Bob again. We're going to try to get Brady, Rodessa, all those kind of people that we loved from season one. Shark. So what's up? Shark. That's oh, my guy, Shark. Shark, dude. I love Shark. I forgot to even, I haven't even DM Shark yet. Shark, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I love Shark. That. Did you see what he said today? Yeah, I did, dude. He's one of my favorite traders. I, I love Shark. Him. He like hops in to uh, like real ones sometimes. He hops into even Atlas sometimes, I think. Drops fucking fire ass plays. That dude, kind of stuff. how does he, Shark, if you're listening to this, how do you like all my tweets? How do you even see my tweets? He doesn't I, follow me. No, does he I, follow you? No, but I'm not like asking for a follow. I don't care about that. But how do you see my tweets? That's what I wonder, bro. How does he know? How does he sees he my in like at yeah. Teddy? How does he know which one? Because he doesn't follow me. He sees my tweets and likes them. But I looked. I'm like, oh, he must follow me, and he doesn't. I, which doesn't. I mean, that means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. Matter. I just didn't know. So I'm funny. like. 
That's so funny that he sees my tweets. <laughs> it's like if I was liking, you know, like some like freaking random politicians' tweets without even following them, it wouldn't make any Dude, sense. Dude, that episode was when you got hammered. Remember? That was so I, funny. That was, that was the episode, bro. We didn't have the fucking trivia game, and I had to do like four shooters. That was like How four. How much is a shooter? Is it like a shot and a half? A shooter? It depends. Like I have a Grey Goose one that's got to be two shots. I was literally like, I remember just like not seeing my screen for a while, just like staring at the wall behind. Bro, me your face was talking, dude. beat red. That was for that episode was four hours. <laughs> I remember, and I was fucked, bro. I was just that was so funny. Shit, I face. love Shark. Yeah, dude, so do I. He's he's a good guy too, all around. Oh like, yeah, I love he's Shark. A fucking beast. Same with like Brady and Incredible Bob and stuff. They're all good guys. Moose, so. you forgot about Moose. Moose, Moose bro, he never tweets I'm, anymore. I know he just sticks to dude. When he calls a play though in Atlas, I'm fucking buying that. I hit my hotkey. I go. Bah, 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 I lo- I love Moose too. His shit always hits. Mitch Same with Shark. I like dude. Mitch, we're I liked Mitch all our on. guests. Yeah, dude. Maybe we'll just have to do a lot of the same guests, but the real game, ones. Yeah. Shout out to Thiz. I hope uh, Thiz. I know his his son's having some complications, but uh, yeah. I hope everything's going well with that. Dude, I'm not I'm not a hugely religious guy, but I like sat Neither down and fucking prayer for yeah, I've been thinking about when he posts that. I think it was a few weeks ago where he went to the ICU. I sat down and my, I had my girlfriend. I was like, we need to sit and do this. You just sit and close your eyes for a few minutes. I'll talk. And we just did it. And I was like, damn, I've never done that before. But yeah. I was literally like almost like about to cry because it's just so fucking sad, man. I can't imagine that kind of shit. And I know he doesn't want like uh, people to like, you know, feel that way towards. He doesn't want any like kind of like. Um, I don't know the right word. Sympathy? Yeah, sympathy. He doesn't want sympathy or anything or like any of that kind of stuff. But man, like that's that's a fucking... I, I hope that everything... Bro, the, there was one person that came that said like, oh, you're just doing this for attention. When he posted about I'm like, what kind of scumbag human Dude. would ever, ever say that? Like, that if was... I see that person in real life, I will straight up leg kick them to the face. Literally. And that's not their leg, that's their face. Yes, exactly. Yes. This, me, and Ant all at the same time. They, yeah. It'll be... All right, we got to close this bad boy up. Yep. Um, do all the likes. Maybe a maybe a thickness. Mary thickness will be coming out. Maybe even Ant will do a Mary fucking dude. Thick ant. I don't know. Dude. We could do one together. It should be you dressed up in an ant costume, like you're my aunt. Bro, and me listen. And Speedo. Last time we talked about ant and said the word ant, my YouTube search was like life size ants. <laughs> how is that That's even legal i didn't even look up ant <laughs> dude i know that one of the times when we like one of the times like last season beginning of the season like we were doing like i was talking in like you know podcast i say ant like 50 times and then afterwards it was like my my phone popped up and it had searched a-u-n-t into google somehow like it was in my pocket and it searched ant into google and then there were like sexy ant pictures of like aunts, <laughs> like aunts on fucking Google. And I was like, I thought I had safe search on. Why is there a lingerie aunt on here? It didn't make any fucking sense. Just a bunch of cougars, bro. Yeah, literally. Like, it was like, come here, nephew. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck am I looking at right now? Come here, nephew. Yeah, I was like, that's Jesus some fucking Christ. incest that's shit. Some, that's some role play. Yeah. <laughs> some fucking <laughs> First person role. Oh my god, bro. That's so funny. How do we start talking about this?
have no idea. Somehow we're trying to do an outro, one minute outro. (laughs) Dude, it started because we we closed up with Stock Swingler, and then I was like, all right, man, we'll do this intro quick, and I'm gonna go eat my chili. And then we've been talking about naked aunts and nephews. No, not nephews, bro. No, no. We're not talking about nephews, bro. Naked nephews. I'm not talking about that. No, bro. That's that's gonna get that's gonna get us kicked off, bro. Not naked nephews. No, bro. Clothes. No, they're not actually nephew and aunt. It was yeah. a fucking picture online. YouTube. Don't get mad. We at better us. get off. We get better get off this before we say something. Yeah. All right, everybody. Peace out. Thanks, guys. Fuck on the model, then fuck out the streets We fight and we make up She on Fanny and Elvin, not Jacobs Uh-uh You're by time and it's older I